Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 422, Financial Considerations When Getting a Divorce, because keeping your money and finances in check during a divorce are extremely important. In a recent episode, I shared that I would be doing a four-part series on divorce. I've been divorced for five years now and wanted to share what has worked for me, my ex-husband, and our eight kids during this time. While divorce is not easy, time does help heal. And when your focus is putting your kids first, it is absolutely possible to maintain a healthy, happy family relationship. My first episode in this series was Five Expert-Approved Ways to Talk to Your Kids About Divorce. My second episode in this series was Five Ways to Co-Parent with Your Ex-Spouse. There really isn't anything easy about divorce. Thankfully, as I discussed in the first two episodes, there are strategies and thoughtful ways to navigate through some of divorce's issues, especially if the two parents are willing to put their personal differences aside and focus on their kids. In addition to the emotional turmoil that encompasses divorce, there is also another difficult component that couples must deal with, and that is the financial aspect. After 25 years of marriage and eight kids, Mighty Mommy had to get her financial house in order and make some significant adjustments going from a two-income household to a single income. Here are four financial considerations, as backed by the experts, to keep in mind if you are thinking of or getting a divorce. Number one, get your financial documents in order. The entire divorce process is completely overwhelming. And when you begin to delve into the financial ramifications, the stress is taken to a whole new level. Once we began having our small tribe of kids, we decided I would leave my career to be home with our family. During the last 10 years of our marriage, I went back to work part-time as a freelance writer, but by no means was I contributing significantly to our income. My ex-husband managed the majority of our financial affairs, so when the reality of our divorce settled in, I knew the first thing I had to do was get a handle on every aspect of our financial status. I honestly wasn't sure where to begin but my divorce attorney recommended I start by gathering all my financial documents. Mary Aline Laponsi, contributor to usnews.com, writes in seven financial steps to take when getting a divorce that as soon as you know you're getting a divorce, collect all the financial documents that you can. She continues by stating that these include bank statements, credit card statements, tax returns, retirement account balances, appraisals for valuable items if available. And in addition, other documents to consider are your mortgage statement, including any home equity loans and purchase information, your checkbook registry for the last year, and any other long-term debt account statements that you may have, including things like your car loans. Number two, know your income and expenses. When we began our divorce proceedings, I admit I was far more focused on my emotional state than my finances. Because my ex was the one who paid all the bills and the sole provider for most of our marriage, 
I never worried much about the details of our 401k plan, life insurance policies, or what our overall assets and debt totaled. One piece of advice I received many times over was that I needed to know what our budget was so I could begin to realistically know what my living expenses would be. Jason Silverberg, CFP at Financial Advantage Associates, Inc., and the author of The Financial Planning Puzzle, told me via email, if there was one singular, most important piece of financial advice that I could offer someone going through a divorce, that would be to understand where everything is and what everything's worth. Without knowledge of what you own and who you owe money to, you really are going to have a hard time moving forward. You'll also want to understand all of your sources for income and all of your monthly expenses as well. This will help you have a good handle on your budget to provide you critical understanding so you can make smart financial decisions. He went on to say, This exercise should be done both prior to as well as after the divorce. This way you can get a sense for how your household budget will operate on one income. To help divorcing couples realize these figures, Silverberg has created the Personal Financial Inventory, which is a, pay, a one-page worksheet, inside his ebook, Picking Up the Pieces. And you can find that on the Mighty Mommy page associated with this podcast, which is number 422. This exercise was extremely enlightening as I realized exactly where every penny, and then some, was going on a monthly basis. I was also able to gauge how much income I would need to start making in order to support these bills in addition to the child support and alimony payments I was receiving. One important factor to consider with child support is that it will decrease as your children get older. So I had to continually modify my budget based on this decrease. At first, it was overwhelming to see how much money I would need to keep our household running. But when you're armed with the figures and you pay attention to your monthly cash flow, it becomes easier to make the adjustments. The fact of the matter is that some of the extra splurges, such as frequent trips to the hair salon or buying my kids their usual top-of-the-line items like sneakers or sports equipment, had to be adjusted to what I could now afford. My kids have had some disappointments in this department, but they appreciated how we were trying to work together as a family unit so that their lifestyle wasn't affected as drastically as it could have been, which balanced everything out. Number three, consider what professionals will represent you. There are important considerations to keep in mind when choosing which divorce professionals will represent you. Adrian Rothstein Grace writes on the Huffington Post, three steps to prepare for your divorce, that you must align yourself with the right professionals. She explains, first, think about the divorce process you and your spouse will want to undertake and ask yourself the following questions. Is this going to be an acrimonious divorce or will my spouse and I cooperate? Do I already know about all of our household and personal finances or do I suspect that I may be out of the loop on some assets, debts, or income sources? Do I trust my spouse to be cooperative and forthright? Do I have any reason to believe that I will feel intimidated by my spouse during these proceedings? Are we both focused on the well-being of our children? Grace says that if you believe that you and your spouse will cooperate and will have joint best interests in mind while negotiating, then you might want to choose a divorce mediator or embrace a collaborative divorce. 
those options are less costly, more private, and usually result in a more peaceful settlement process. However, if you're not certain about finances or cannot trust your spouse to be completely above board and cooperative, then you might hire a traditional divorce attorney who will only have your interests in focus while they help negotiate the complexities of your divorce. My ex-spouse and I decided to retain individual divorce attorneys. In addition, we also hired a certified divorce financial analyst at the recommendation of each of our lawyers who met with us jointly to give us a complete overview of what our financial future was going to look like. It's a huge wake-up call, let me tell you, when you see all the numbers in front of you on paper. At our first meeting with the CDFA, which is the Certified Divorce Financial Analyst, I learned quickly, very quickly, that I was going to have to go back to work full-time to sustain the home we lived in, as well as the upkeep, taxes, insurance, and basics like groceries for our large family. If you surround yourself with competent, caring professionals who will guide you through this very delicate journey, you will have made an important investment in your family's future financial well-being. Number four, stay in the financial know throughout your divorce. Throughout your divorce, you're bound to get all kinds of advice from friends, family, coworkers, and other concerned individuals that will be looking out for you and have your best interest at heart. This can be both helpful and draining, depending on your relationship with these people. When I began divorce proceedings, I too received lots of comments and suggestions from well-meaning folks. But I also decided I wanted to be armed with my own facts, so I began reading lots of articles and books, as well as listen to informative podcasts about divorce, particularly financially related pieces. My QDT colleague, Laura Adams, Money Girl, recently did a piece about divorce. It's called Getting Divorced? Here's How to Protect Your Money. She interviewed Stan Corey, a divorce expert and author of a new book, The Divorce Dance. This podcast had some terrific insight, and some of the topics she and Corey covered in this interview include different types of divorce proceedings that you can choose, the biggest mistakes that can cost you financially in a divorce, why relying on a single family law attorney can be a bad idea, tips for dividing up financial assets the right way, especially when you're not so financially savvy, and how to get divorced when you don't have much money to pay for it. As you continue down the path of your divorce, surround yourself with as much information as you can so that you'll be able to make the best decisions possible for you and your children. Five years later, I'm still watching my financial picture very carefully. I work full-time and do freelance work on the side in order to maintain my home and other living expenses. I'm extremely grateful that my ex-husband is very supportive of many of our eight children's extracurricular expenses. But the reality is, I'm responsible for my own financial future, so I've learned to be extremely careful with purchases and expenses. The final topic in this divorce series will revolve around putting your kids first after the divorce. How have you managed your finances during a separation or divorce? Please share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy or post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. You can also email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. Be sure to sign up for the upcoming Mighty Mommy newsletter, chock full of practical advice to make your parenting life easier and more enjoyable. Wishing you happiness and joy with your family situation as it is this very moment. 
Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy parenting.